This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld And last week I was giving you rasp This week I'm giving you nasal (laughs) I just, I can't get it together. I really can't this week. (laughs) I feel like everyone's like going through it a little bit right now. I've got like a little bit of a sore throat. I don't know. We got to. I I just said last week, um, this week, it was on Monday. (laughs) Oh, I forgot what day it is. What day is it? It feels like it's been a minute. Um, This week has been long. And you know what? Every single day we've had a new episode of our brand new pop alarm podcast, which is hosted by yours truly, me, Dylan, every day, five minutes breaking down the top pop culture and entertainment news stories. Uh, so go check out the pop alarm podcast wherever you are listening to mention it all. I promise you, you won't regret it. I promise. And guys, like the the pop culture news can't come in fast enough. It's like it's like spilling over and Dylan does such a good job at explaining it. For Everyone's like, I just sip my coffee and listen to Dylan. It's just, such and you a, know, there's a little bit of Bravo crossover on today's episode. I talked about Bethany leaving behind her TV production deal and kind of uh, what might be going on there. So there's lots of, lots of stuff happening. Does a day go by where Bravo is not involved in somebody's life? Because not ours not ours i don't i don't know what that life is like um (laughs) today we are talking about real housewives of beverly hills and family karma uh family karma two episodes into their season and it's hot you know there's a lot of stuff going down it's more let's just say it's a little bit more dramatic than other housewives shows at the moment that's (laughs) what i would like it's a great show it really okay, is. but I I'm enjoying Real Housewives of Beverly Hills right now too. Um, this week, <laughs> Barry just made a face because a face? It, it's so fucking good. It like, is really good. I, I can't. It is so good this this season already, and it's like I know it's going to be one of those where it's going to be like a next week on the season finale, and like I'm not ready for that. You know, I, know. <laughs> I feel like I'm. I feel like this. It's such a strong cast, and I mean. <laughs> I hate to compare everything between Beverly Hills and New York, but I feel like New York is struggling a little this season because they don't have kind of enough going on in the cast. Yeah. Whereas Beverly Hills, it's like, oh, <laughs> everywhere I look, there's something I want to unpack. You know, like Wait, I'm I'm laughing that I literally just rolled my eyes because of how good this season was. <laughs> like we're getting like we're getting the Kathy and Kyle dynamic. We're getting whatever the fuck is about to happen with Erica. We're getting Garcelle and Rinna getting into it. We have Crystal yeah. and Sutton. Like there are so many different things happening at the same time. Whereas uh, in New York, like you have a cast of five people, there's not that much room for different 
storylines yeah. to be going on. Um, and Dylan, what's funny is you posted last night about the producers like behind um, Garcelle and Rinna always in the same room. And the next scene, it happened again. So I was laughing. But now I've caught on to where they kind of include Kathy in this. It's happened like twice as like a pawn. Like, cause she, cause she's like just in the room, but it's always the two of them. And it's just like, um, it's a funny dynamic at this point. I'm enjoying seeing Garcelle like shut down Rinna every time. Like she tries to say something or do something. I don't know. It's like in the swimming pool, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I saw someone found the Airbnb on TikTok and they said it's only, only eight thousand a night which is less than i would have thought it costs because it's still like i said earlier the night one of the nicest homes i've ever seen so it is it is a beautiful house i have not been watching this season of keeping up with the kardashians but apparently they stayed in the same house a couple episodes ago when they were in tahoe which makes sense because um NBC owns both Bravo and E. <laughs> and also on the on the episode last night, I noticed when they like took us to the house, they specifically labeled on the screen like Airbnb Lux house. And so it's like, okay, there's yep. a deal happening here. Like, Wait, I didn't know where you were going with that for a second. And when you said you haven't been watching the season, I was like, hold on. Um, like what season haven't you been watching? But it was the Kardashians. I was like, tell him we've been talking about Beverly Hills this whole time. But this we start off the episode with Garcelle and Crystal going to get coffee, which I I this episode is when I really now am all in for Crystal. Like I liked her before, but now she is like in my top housewives bracket. Just that's just where I stand with her because she like I don't know. It's just everything about her and the way she like listens and also doesn't react slash reacts to like everything Sutton says to her is just like really I'm on par with her very much. So I am loving Crystal. I think she is doing a great job of having this kind of really interesting layered disagreement issue with Sutton and then still kind of building her relationships with the rest of the women in the group. Obviously, I love seeing her with Garcelle. I think it was it was good that she kind of got to debrief Garcelle about what was happening with Sutton with that yeah. initial conversation that they had where the whole like race thing came up to begin with. And I, I like seeing Crystal and Garcelle kind of um, relating to each other because, you know, I think they do have a lot in common. They're the two women of color in the, this group. They're the two most recent additions to this group. Um, I guess aside from Sutton also, but it's, it's nice to see. And, um, you know, it's also interesting to see at the same time back at the house, Kyle telling Sutton that she should apologize to Crystal and Sutton really still doesn't see like why that would be something that would make sense. Yeah, and Kyle was even like, I'm I'm just trying to help you out here. Mm-hmm. And Sutton was very, she almost seemed like she wasn't even open to hearing why Kyle was telling her she should apologize. 
she was very quick to being like, no, why would I apologize for something I'm not sorry for? Right. And I think Kyle was actually doing a really good job in that moment of saying, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to speak down to you. I'm not trying to, you know, accuse you of anything, but I'm just trying to interpret the situation and how Crystal is feeling and how you might be able to make the situation better. And Sutton, in that moment, I'm like, Sutton, just pull a Ramona singer and just say you're sorry and deal with the rest of it later. Like, I don't know. It was it was rough. We didn't go into this boat day on, on set up for success. Well, she just is a very difficult person to be friends with. And she even says that she's very aware that she's like difficult. But at the same time, that's not fair to other women who like don't want to be friends with someone who's difficult to be friends with. And I don't blame people for like separating themselves because mm -hmm. you don't need that added stress of a person that you're not responsible for. Right. And so on there on this boat, which by the way is like, just like looks stunning to be on this boat in like Tahoe, but Crystal and Sutton sit down to have this chat. And I thought this was such an interesting conversation dynamic because Sutton starts by asking Crystal to explain her side of what happened the night before, which what happened the night before as a reminder was the prank, that dumb (laughs) prank thing. It wasn't the like race conversation that was two nights before. So Crystal, like Crystal doesn't have a side in this prank thing. Like she's like, I don't, I tried to tell you what was going on. Like I wasn't trying to exclude you from anything. So that's why her reaction was so bizarre because it's like nobody was doing anything to you. Well, I also just loved Crystal's composure throughout this Mm -hmm. conversation because Sutton kept being like saying things and Crystal is just like, okay, okay. She said, okay, like four times. And I was like, oh my God. Her use of the word okay as like. Oh my God. There are like layers and layers and pages of subtext there. And I think it is so interesting because I think Sutton really thought that she was going to be able to just kind of like sit down and have a like, quote unquote, heart to heart with Crystal and everything was going to be good. And Crystal's like, I'm not going to pretend that I just feel normal about what happened because it wasn't fucking normal. And this is before we even find out about the whole walked in on her naked thing, which was later in the episode. But it's like Crystal, she says that Sutton has shown herself to be untrustworthy and that all she's seen from her is crazy. And while, you know, we talk sometimes that it's like, okay, maybe that wasn't a nice thing to say to Sutton to call her crazy. I, I don't disagree with Crystal that it's like Sutton hasn't shown her why she would trust her or why she would want to be friends with her. Right. So now Sutton swerves and she has her face roller and she's face rolling (laughs) during, during the conversation. And she's like, sorry, this just, and, and she's deflecting. And now she's saying how she's realizing that her moving out of her forever home has really affected her. So then you go to Crystal's, um, interview and she said you moving out of your home is absolutely not an excuse for your behavior which i agree and it's it's if sutton was actually feeling those things she could have done two two one of two things one not have gone on the girls trip and sat this one out or two maybe explained to the group at mm-hmm. some point during the trip that she is feeling a certain way she have a lot of emotions but the way you're treating Crystal and acting towards her 
has nothing to do with you moving out of your house. Like right. it just you're finding an excuse and it's not okay. It, that was not okay. And like, like I was saying, there are multiple layers here and I understand what she's saying about, you know, the mental state she's in. I understand why feeling left out of the prank could have been sort of a trigger, but even before that, she had already had that whole issue with Crystal where she was saying about how she doesn't see color and all of that. So that's a completely separate issue. So like right. Sutton, I feel like Sutton thinks that she can just like say that she's stressed about leaving her house and that like erases all the other stuff. And it's like, no, I mean, there are like different excuses that work for different things, but the excuse that she gave is not applicable to half of the stuff that happened. Totally. Like you just like, of course you're allowed to feel that way, but don't like insert it in that conversation. It just like, is not the time or place, but the face rolling thing. I was like, again, she's almost like packed a bag. She's like, what else could I bring to make it look like make people feel? Let me see if I can find a good prop. Um, (laughs) I also love on the boat, this little like side moment where Garcelle is asking Erica about how things are with Tom, which out of context would feel totally normal, totally random, but then like edited together with how this episode ends. It's like, get in there, Garcelle, get that tea girl. I know. And and Erica's like, honey, that's a workhorse. Erica's like, honey, that's a workhorse. He's, you know, he's at the the firm all the time. That's his whole life, his whole career. (laughs) (laughs) But then pan the camera a little bit, which is the best shot ever is them two having a serious conversation and Dorit trying to get the perfect <laughs> selfie with Kathy Hilton. And I was like, we're joking that this is in the one scene. And and they purposely so did like, like back up a little bit so you can see both. So good. Our, our, friend, uh, our friend Gibson Johns posted on Twitter. He was like, you're on the RHOBH boat trip. Like, which group are you with? And <laughs> it's I posted it as a poll on our Instagram story. So go weigh in. It's pretty evenly split right now. I uh, voted selfie. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. I feel like I so deeply relate to Garcelle like I just feel I feel like everything she does I feel like is what I would do in that situation and which like moving on talking about this dinner I am just like 
so there with Garcelle, not feeling what Rinna is is uh, giving. Well, because I love when Rinna tells her stories or does whatever she's doing, and then they go right to Garcelle's Ooh. interview to get her reaction of everything. And she just always says it like it is. Like, Rinna told this ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous it was, I'll add again, ridiculous it story. Was one of the strangest moments on Housewives. I texted a friend, um, uh, Sarah Galley, who's been on the podcast before. I texted her while I was watching the episode because I knew that she wasn't watching. And I was like, Sarah, you're going to like shit yourself when this scene comes on because yeah. it was so out of left field. And I, you could tell that Rinna had prepared this story to tell that this was like what she decided she was going to say that would clarify. This like her, Denise thing once and for all. Her issues with Denise, and right. it was so off-putting because so yeah. she told this story about how Carrie Hamlin had this friend, and they went to dinner, and that night this friend went and raped somebody, and then he went to prison, and all of Harry's other friends were like, "We have to go support him," and Harry was like, "I can't," and so I can't blindly support someone, and it's like, wait, 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 like you're comparing a convicted rapist to Denise, like not wanting to talk about on camera, whether she may or may not have slept with Brandy Glanville. Yeah. And then she was saying how her secrets with Denise, she'll keep to her grave with her or take to her grave with her, which I thought was very interesting. So I was like, huh? So you are telling Garcelle last episode that you don't know if something she hears could she'll keep to herself. You know, she Rina basically I can't was promise like, that. I, yeah, I can't promise, but your secrets to Denise, you'll take to your grave with you, which means that you're picking and choosing who you're going to be a trustworthy friend to, which is fine. But then Garcelle is like, that's a story that should never be told ever again. It was so strange. And I think Garcelle is totally justified in not trusting Rinna and the way that Rinna, I don't consider myself to be like a Lisa Rinna hater. Like I have mixed feelings about her. I think she's been great on the show a lot of time in the past. I'm frustrated by her more recently, but this specific way that she's going about sort of trying to course correct from last season is so confusing to me because I'm like, you would have such an easier time if you just to use your own word owned it and we're like honestly it was fucked up what i did with denise i regret it i hopefully someday we can be friends again but you know it sucks it is what it is i'm trying to be a better person but she's so stuck on this idea that it's like well i couldn't lie or like i couldn't trust her because she lied and it's like she lied about something that had fucking nothing to do with you in the grand scheme of things was not that important it's not like rinna and brandy glanville are like soul sisters and she had to like take loyalty for brandy over denise it's like it's just so tired and i i appreciate seeing garcelle like kind of stand her ground and be like no this is bullshit like (laughs) yeah yeah i mean and i don't think that friendship to be honest is going anywhere i think we've kind of seen it Mm -mm. like land but anyway the last so crystal doesn't come to dinner on the last night and we don't know why it's very hush hush she texts like two of the women and 
so late she comes back out after and this scene i thought was very weird when erica was like where you been girl where you been where where have you been what have you been doing i was like wait what why is she so confused like where she's where been, you been all day? baby how was your room so she explains to kyle she goes out and talks to kyle that even where we left off last episode sutton goes to make amends with her because that's what friends do they return their coats and i was like <laughs> okay like so, it's midnight she her coats in the yeah. living room it's not like in the lost uh, yes. and found. So Crystal had, was getting ready for bed, had just gotten showered and Sutton knocks and says, are you in there? And Crystal was naked and like kind of jolted and like dropped down, you know, covered her body and dropped down. Right. She didn't know what was happening. Then she got, she said it was very uncomfortable. And she said, as Sutton was leaving, she kind of made this comment like, what are you doing in here? And like walked out, made it seem like Crystal was doing something weird in her own room, right, to like, her own body, by the way. As if Crystal is having some sort of like, sex ritual when she literally just like got out of the shower and okay right the weird thing to me is when when crystal brings this up to sutton sutton keeps saying oh well i knocked and it's like did she say come in (laughs) we didn't ever hear (laughs) we didn't ever hear that crystal like told her that she could come in the room i always think that when people knock i'm like no you have to wait for an answer that's just not that okay you know what it exactly is when someone puts their directional on you have to wait for the person to let you in the lane. You putting your directional on doesn't mean that you can automatically go. Wait, you, do, you, do you call it a directional? What do you call it? A turn signal. Yeah. No, I call it a directional. Oh, my God. Wow. You, you know, you learn something new about someone every day. But wow. Dire- yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we don't know if Crystal... Um, let Sutton into the room. Like, it seems like Sutton thinks that because she physically knocked on the door, Crystal should have been, like, ready for company. And it's just, like, very strange. But another thing that I thought was weird is that Kyle, when when Crystal tells her this, Kyle's like, I don't know, because it's been 24 hours since then. So, like, if you if this happened last night, then why wouldn't you have said something earlier? And it's like, because Crystal felt uncomfortable about it. And she was like not pro hadn't like fully processed it like clearly crystal feels really weird about this situation so to me it's not strange at all that at like 9 a.m at breakfast crystal didn't come out and be like guys something something naked like right so at first i wondered i when kyle said that i was like oh true because watching the show obviously it's a weird timeline mm-hmm. you don't know you're like wait when did this happen so i was like but then i was like no when something like that happens you really you're right like she didn't really quite process what happened but i have to say like the amount of times that we see garcelle and rinna together is almost equivalent to the amount of times crystal has a knock on the door and she opens it and oh fucking Sutton is standing there Again. i'm like can you give her five effing minutes when Stop. she's like when it's the last morning they're packing and she's oh. like, i just want to make sure we leave here on good terms and it's like you know you might not you might not leave here on good terms. And that's okay, to be honest. Like When Crystal was like, it was creepy and weird. And Sutton's face, what, 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 and her hand, she's like, well, like I, well, I, I'm not creepy like, and well, weird. I would never want to be creepy and weird. So can we please talk about this? And it's like, she's not. I feel like Sutton is one of those people where she feels uncomfortable when there's tension or drama. But she's not actually ready to fully unpack why she's the cause of that tension or drama. So it's like... Sorry, babe, but at a certain point, you saying that you don't want there to be drama isn't enough to get rid of the drama because it's kind of your fault. Yeah, and it's just every encounter with her is just like 
awkward. Yeah. It's awkward. It's not like a, a regular person coming in. If Kyle were to come in Crystal's room or if like, and, and any of the other girls. Literally anyone else. Anyone, I feel like this right. conversation anyone. would be normal. It might not be like. She just has such a weird approach to things. And yeah. it's like, even that the day before when they were sitting on the Adirondack chairs and like talking, it's just like, everything's very weird. I don't know if I would use the word creepy, but I definitely would use the word weird. It's weird. She, right. and, and if you're going to pick a girl that you'd think has never been on a girl's trip, it would definitely be Sutton, not Kathy Hilton. <laughs> like yeah. I would truly think Sutton hasn't been around a group of women before because it's just, she's like, can I help you with your luggage? Can I help you? And Chris is like, no, no. Like, Kathy I was like, just, read the room. Kathy couldn't be more chill. She doesn't care about the bird that's flapping its wings. Um, <laughs> I love when she, they're like hanging out at night on the couch and, and randomly Kathy just says, doogie, don't get too relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> she, her impersonating the women though, freaking out about the bird. I, <laughs> I don't think Kathy, until we see Kathy Hilton, which I'm not manifesting it, do something wrong or bad. I am living for this. She is just so cool, calm and collected. Like I can't, someone posted the other day. They were like, um, of course, I think it was Bravo historian. Actually. She was like, of course, Kathy's go-to move is the air guitar. And they were like at a concert and she was just like, <laughs> I love that. With um, her emotions, but okay. So now we're our typical favorite, favorite moment of Housewives. Our la- last 30 seconds of the episode. Yep. Four days best. later after Tahoe. It's we love a, a timestamp. I love, love that we get, uh, not only do we get the timestamp, but we get the, the news footage of that it's election day. So we know exactly when it is, which I had forgotten yeah. that Erica's uh, divorce news <laughs> dropped on the morning of election day. But um, we get the classic split screen of half the cast are receiving a text and reacting to said text. Uh, so it's Kyle, Rinna, and Dorit getting this text from Erica saying that she filed for divorce this morning and she thanks them for their support and says this won't be easy. And it's like already, like immediately, we have not gotten like any kind of aftermath of this. We basically just get the text and then it ends. something's not adding up, you know, like they were just in Tahoe together four days ago. We talked on this episode about how Garcelle's talking to Erica and she's like, well, you know, Tom's doing good. I just spoke to him this morning. And it's like, Erica's the one who filed for divorce. What happened there? And so like, I think she was, I think she was playing it cool when she was talking to Garcelle, 100%. And so for, you know, immediately it's like, there's been all this, there's been all this speculation about is the divorce, you know, like a sham or something for these financial issues. And it's like the fact that these women that were literally just on a trip with her had no idea that anything was even sort of wrong. Doesn't make me feel more confident that the divorce is legit, you know, we'll see. But I, I, we've seen Erica even uh, in the Kyle's phone call at the end when she said it, like, or Reno said it that they would have never known because it's Erica. She doesn't show any like emotion. So maybe Erica really did prep herself for this trip, but you can even tell as a viewer, her energy was a little off. She wasn't her typical, you know, self. I think she was trying to be as fun as she could, but this information that she had in her own head, you know, but even like, like, yeah, that conversation with Garcelle was put there on purpose, obviously. My two. My two memories of Erica from this trip are just like wearing sunglasses inside and eating. Which, she, 
<laughs> loves food. She was, she loves food. She's always, and I don't, every trip she has pie, she has cake. She, she's like, I love food. And she looks, listen, I wish I looked like that. And I love food too. I love, yeah, we, we, me and Erica love food differently, I think. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, clearly this, uh, this whole thing is just getting started and we'll see where it goes, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that now we have kicked off this phase of the season because um, <laughs> yeah. it feels like we're really getting down and dirty. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live clear and clear. Use as directed. Let's talk about Family Karma. Um, This was another fun episode. And you know what? The moms are bringing it this season because this whole episode hinges on mom happy hour at the Patel compound. And, you know, the moms are just, they're not messing around. Well, okay, so... We hear, though, that Vishal say that his and Richta's mom don't get along, which let a, we all we know is that they have a long distance relationship and that doesn't help anything. Throw into the mix that your moms don't get along. Ding, ding, ding. Now we know what the root of the issue is. Like, that well, is it. And it's interesting because we saw this last season, you know, like it's it's no secret that Reshma and Lopa aren't. Um, you know, maybe each other's cup of tea. But it's so interesting. We find out that Lopa has now bought a condo in Miami. So she's like getting closer, which is so weird. And she and Reshma both seem like insistent that they don't really have issues with one another. But it's the kind of thing where like everybody knows that that's not really accurate. Uh, Right. But I have to say that when... um... When Anisha and Richter went to lunch and were talking, like when she brought up the fact that her mom told her like not to tell anyone that she bought the condo in mm-hmm. Miami, I thought that was a little, I was like, 
Why? It's a little weird. Also, Richa said she didn't, that Vishal didn't even know she was in Miami that trip. Yes, so that's... it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, we love Anish, but it's like, I understand that like they are friends with each other, not only because of Vishal, but it's like, I think it's like a little questionable. Um, you know, it's like if I was, if I was like in town and hanging out with like my ex's friends and or like you know kind of ex what whatever's friends and like didn't tell anyone i feel like that would be a little sus but um also when she tries to set her up with the waiter i was like i would kill my friend if like she did that like not really not really <laughs> kill but like when like when rich is trying had- to like talk a big game and anish just goes hi julio <laughs> <laughs> I and she's um she's freezing her eggs. She seems, yes. you know, she seems good. Her mo- I love that she says um she's getting like her testing done and she says that AMH stands for all my huevos. <laughs> she's like so She's like one of the funniest like she is very narrators funny. on a show. Um yes, but okay, we have to talk about our like rising star that we get introduced to this episode. Uh, Mrs. Kalpna Patel, so Dylan and Sean's mom, she is yeah. like <laughs> such a like shit stirrer from the moment she's introduced. And I am enjoying her presence immensely, I have to say. I don't know if she's a shit stirrer or not. I feel like she's just like the hub of like where she's okay. She's a shit stirrer, but I don't think in like a, a bad way. A bad, like I don't right. I think she means well because she wants. Lopa and Reshma to get along because she's friends with both of them. And so we see her having Lopa over at her condo in Miami for drinks. And she's kind of trying to get the info. And Lopa's like, I don't know what's going on with Vishal and Richa. Like, don't ask me. Wait, you like when she opened the door and she goes, welcome to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so then, so Kalpna is having all the moms over for Prosecco because, you know, she needs an excuse to drink. So she invites people over. Love that. Um, And she secretly invites Lopa and has not told anyone that she's coming, which, you know, classic. That's why I say she's a shitster. I was going to say, there is your prime example of a shitster. But can we just mention for one second, because I think it needs to be talked about, that the Patels have a life-size statue of each of them in the home i'm not i'm not about it i'm not a fan they look so (laughs) creepy that we could use the word creepy but like that is so sutton awkward statue creepy (laughs) yes but that is just like that that's a i don't know how to describe it that was like i don't know and dylan like doesn't have one like i don't know it's just that too much for me yeah this this mom happy hour though like that's the thing with her i don't know if this this was premeditated the information of what they were going to be discussing which was the drama at brian's birthday party that that was you know well it was talked about before it's interesting because dylan is there kind of like floating in and out of the room he's like bringing them drinks he clearly like likes hanging out with the aunties and then Reshma is there, Vishal's mom, and Vishal, we know from earlier in the episode, didn't really tell his mom any of what happened. So they start bringing up, you know, like, oh, like, how was Brian's birthday? Like, oh, you were there. Like, what was it like? And they start talking about this fight. And, you know, Vishal's mom is like, wait, what? Like, what, what are we talking about? 
And Kalpna is like, oh, well, like Vishal must have said a lot. Like it was, you know, it was very weird. Yeah. Something I couldn't wrap my head around that I even woke up thinking about this morning is that Bali like brought it up slash asked a question, then got up and went to the bathroom. Yes. Wait, I then was... missed the entire conversation, came back and said, what were you guys just talking about? And I was like, hold, hold on. That, that, that hold was, on. So, that was so funny to me because she's like, Bali, first of all, like she shows up late. She like sits down and she's like, she's like, yeah. So I had to leave the party early. So like what did happen? And she's like, I need to <laughs> use on, the I restroom. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> But then they were all the moms were like, no, 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 we're not talking. Like, we're not rehashing what we just had was, an entire conversation about. Yeah, it. it was interesting because there clearly is this line. And it, I think it's in a different place for each of them where, like, they don't, you know, they have their friendships with each other. Their kids' relationships are separate to a point. Like, they don't, it's not necessarily, like, Reshma's business exactly what Vishal is arguing about at this party. But at the same time, if somebody's, like, saying something bad about their kids they obviously want to defend them or whatever you know yeah um but i i don't know i just like feel like it's not a typical show we're gonna be like oh i hope we see more of the moms like the moms are the root of this and i feel like we're gonna it's gonna be a very nice like combination the rest i agree i feel like last season obviously there were like plot lines that involved the moms but i don't recall having like full scenes like this that were like basically just the moms hanging out. And right. I think it's, I think it's a great dynamic. I think the parents are like one of the strongest aspects of this show. Right. So, well, when Bali comes back from the bathroom, Vishal's mom goes to the bathroom, but then she's tricking them and she's actually demiking, and she's like, I want, I'm leaving. And they're like, well, aren't you going to tell them that you're leaving? And she's like, no, but you can tell she's actually at that. You could tell she's very uncomfortable and just like wants to leave. That's her son right. they're talking about. And like, she wants to kind of do just like a quiet exit. And that became this huge thing where one second after the entire room knew she was leaving, Bali well, runs after her. The entire room knew she was leaving because she asked the producer to go get her, her purse from the couch. <laughs> I did think it was interesting, though, in all the teasers, you kind of assumed <laughs> that she stormed out because Lopa showed up and that really wasn't it and so it was interesting because i expected this episode to end up with some blow up between the two of them and i'm kind of encouraged that that wasn't what happened so i'm like okay maybe there's a way forward there but like obviously the stuff about vishal is like more of a sensitive subject Uh, yeah totally i i feel like lope was gonna be involved in some drama in some episodes to come yeah, it was interesting because we didn't see Lopa and Richa in episode one, but then this episode, they very much like introduced them. And I feel like now they're here to stay. So yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It's a good season. Okay, well, now it's time for the Grab the Skinny Pop moments of the day. Endless entertainment calls for endless popcorn. And luckily, every kernel of Skinny Pop is so light, crunchy, and delicious that we love to eat it by the handful or even the bagful. Barry. Tell the people, what is your grab the skinny pop moment of the day? My grab the skinny pop moment is Miss Rinna in the pool, screaming for everybody to come. And yet again, we have another moment of Garcelle being like, just stop. Like, we're not coming in. And that led to her (laughs) and Sutton having a beautiful, I might add, it was beautiful, synchronized swimming performance. 
I thought that was great. I that was really cute. I, I personally think they did a very fantastic job, but you could tell all the women just didn't want to be bothered with it. Even Kyle was like, all right, let's go. Let's go support them. And they were all like, woohoo, you girls are doing great. But I think that the sacred eye swimming was like fun. Sutton was involved, but we have to treat her again like a little toddler. Like, come on, Sutton. Like, we'll learn this dance and then like you'll do great. So that was my skinny pop moment. What was yours, Dylan? Mine was in Family Karma when Anish went to dinner with Richa. I think it was dinner. I don't know, maybe brunch. Um, And we kind of finally got Richa's side of the story with what happened between her and Vishal since we last saw the Mm show. And, you know, she says their relationship was a shit show for a hot minute. And I thought it was really interesting because she is talking about how her mom is concerned that Vishal can't take care of her and that she's kind of right. And that, you know, she's sick of Vishal's kind of like aggressive, you know, that type of thing. And that he talks a lot, but doesn't take action. And I I thought it was great to finally get her side of the story and, you know, Clearly, there's going to be some uh, some more developments there throughout the season. So I'm interested to see kind of how that shakes out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's like the, that relationship to me is just it's too much. But who am I to judge? Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> those are today's grab the skinny pop moments, and you can grab skinny pop yourself at retailers nationwide, or go to the shop now page on skinnypop.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. That's going to do it for today. We will be back on Monday with another episode. In the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, follow wherever you listen to this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.